Yeah, I have uh, Kurt Ryan on again. It's so awesome to be able to talk to you. you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, how's it? How's comedy been doing? Uh, it's been good. I'm, I, I was just in Florida doing some shows. Oh, sweet. Yeah, um, I, I featured at a comedy club there. Uh, uh, I think it's new. It's called like Sunshine City Comedy Club. Oh, nice. I was, I was there uh, for like about two weeks doing shows. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was interesting because uh, a lot of comedians, I had never been to Florida before, but they recognized like my name from the memes or whatever. So that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, that's great. I've heard that... Florida is amazing for comedy, so that's really great to, that you you were able to go there. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, it was a pretty, pretty good scene. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot more, um, like, rooms and stuff there than I thought there would be, even in just one area. I was only in Tampa, but there's, like, a whole, you know, bunch of different, uh, like, us. Uh, cities doing comedy there that I uh, didn't even see, so. Yeah, I've heard about that. I mean, it's it's very, it's always cool when you figure that out, like the places that really have it. And it makes sense because, like, summertime people go out a whole lot, so it's like, you know, it's it's really cool. And uh, how were your sets there? Did they go well? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, because the one set that I kind of feel uh, wasn't my best one was the one where I featured at the comedy club, the most important one. That's oh. the thing about comedy. It's like the ones that were like bar shows, I feel like I did uh, like a much better job. So that's, it's kind of, it's kind of uh, weird, but I, I think it's just because like, um, I, I, I haven't like, featured that much and I'm still like getting used to it so I think like a lot of that set was like I did 15 minutes of good comedy and then like 3 minutes of filler at the end uh, I feel like I could have closed stronger right yeah I always think like when you have pressure like that it just makes it so much more difficult to to do especially working out like doing it at a comedy club yeah, it's like, oh, there's all this expectation. It's like, I can just imagine that's, that was good, but. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's just something where you just have to also, like, kind of just, like, uh, work through that. Like, right. You can't really let it make you fall apart. You just have to go, oh, well, I have to, like, be better prepared for next time. Right. Who were you featuring for? Uh, just, he's a, just a local comic. Oh, just a local comic. Uh, oh. and, area um uh but yeah i was just happy to be on the show right yeah it's it must have felt really cool like to that people knew you from your memes was was that like really cool to you or was it like something that you've experienced before Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's a totally different context. It's like, oh, I do, I do that, and I. It's cool that it makes a lot of traction. Like I, I see a lot of my friends who aren't even like a lot of my comedian friends who aren't even like Facebook friends with you that 
like share your memes and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's so cool. And it's like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> that's the fun thing for me. I'm like, you know that guy. It's pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, that's, have you been, uh, watching a lot of wrestling still? Stuff mm-hmm. that much because uh, I don't know what it is, but I feel like wrestling now has changed so much to where um, a lot of it to me just seems like it's not as interesting storyline wise. Oh, yeah, me. so that makes sense. So I don't watch it as much mm-hmm. as I used to when like I was into it, where I felt like the storylines were a lot stronger, right? Yeah, I just remember that you did that. Uh that podcast where I think it was Meltzer that you made fun of, right? It was the roast of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. How was that? What was that experience like? <laughs> um, it, it was interesting because, like, I don't really like... I don't really do that many, like, roast-type stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, it's just not something I, I, I do all the time. So, like, I, I, I just wrote my jokes and, like, hope, you know, they were mean enough to work you know what i mean right yeah it's tough for me to do that if i don't know the person like we have a pretty big roast scene here in new jersey and it's just like they make it like kind of like pro wrestling it's a huge show and stuff but like to me it's very tough when you're paired with someone that you don't know and it's like oh i gotta write jokes about this person i know haven't met before (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, people that had respect for each other in some way. Yeah. Like, now you see roast battles, and it's just some guy calling a girl who doesn't know a slide or something. Right. You know? It just, it, I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's changed. Right. What roasts are. And I think what's kind of not appealing to me about it is that comedy has sort of been affected so much by, like, you know, they have Wild and Out and, like, sort of the rap influence. Like, it's sort of changed now where a lot of comedians used to be very self-effacing. Like, my my act is very much self-deprecation. And it's not really that common nowadays. People kind of want to have the last laugh and be cool on stage. And I'm just like, that's not funny to me. I I like making myself the butt of the joke. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a thing where... Um, I don't know what it is, but yeah, I think that's true where people... People want to be like uh, the rap star comedian or something. Right. Where, but it's like, if you're, I feel like if you're trying to be cool, it's like the opposite of funny. There's very few comics who can be cool and funny, but right. like a few are like Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Or like um, Martin Lawrence or some, like for some reason when black comics do it, it yeah. works. Or like Jesselnick is like one that I can think of that's like a white guy, yeah. like. Something like that. It's like, okay. Yeah. I'm with you on that because I, I'm very self-deprecating. And uh, it, it sometimes, um, it depends on what crowd I'm in front of. But a lot of times, um, they, they're not used to that anymore. So when you self-deprecate, people just kind of, uh, they don't know if they should laugh or feel sorry. For right. Sometimes. That's a tough so, thing with it is... Like, I'm a person, I always say, like, I never complain about, like, cancel culture and people being too sensitive until people awe during my jokes. Then I'm like, 
then I get that way. <laughs> That's the worst. But Yeah, and right. And to me, it's like it. I also take into account that I'll have to change the jokes or like make them like it's all about you know exploration and making sure that your jokes make sense because you know I'll think okay maybe that was too dark and I'll try and figure out a way to like lighten it without like going too far and lightening it. It's like okay, yeah. I'll figure this out. And, uh, you know, it's like, also, I feel like when you do it, it gives you more of an, like an, in a more digestible way to make fun of other things in your set. Cause people are like, you, you express the elephant in the room. You're like, okay, this is me. Now I can make fun of something else and people will be more comfortable with that. That's how I always felt. Also, I'm doing like self-deprecating jokes about autism, so maybe sometimes. If oh I, yeah, me too. You mention it, maybe some there's people who like um for whatever reason that makes them uncomfortable. For, right. <laughs> you know, so you kind of have to be like, oh, okay, well maybe it's I am talking about something that uh maybe makes people uncomfortable, but I I still I, you know I go well I think I found a way to make it funny or I always think I funny way but sometimes just the mention of a certain topic will make certain people uh shut down and not want to laugh oh yeah i was curious how this how you sort of react to this you know i'm i'm in new jersey and like in the new jersey philly and like new yorkish areas they're kind of like crowds just kind of have an attitude to them that is not always the best and it'll be like you mentioned like autism and something and they laugh at that and it's like that that word and it's like that's not the funny part of the joke. <laughs> it's like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something where you have to observe what kind of laugh it is. Yeah. You know, because, um, if people are laughing just because they're like, Look at look, it's like the retard up there making me laugh. Right. He's retarded. Like, you know, it has to be uh I don't know. I, I'm kind of good at telling the difference. Right, yeah. And um, I also will, you know, um, I think, yeah, it's hard because you're like, I don't want to make it seem like I have no self-respect at all. Right. But I also, self-deprecation is just part of how I joke around. So right. It's, just, it's, a, it's a hard balance. Yeah. Because I think so much of comedy, just like when I got into it and started to like, when I started using it as a teenager, it was a lot of like snarkiness and like, it was just a way for me to like kind of fight back against like bullying. And uh, yeah, um, for sure, because I, you know, in elementary school, that's when I got the worst bullying mm -hmm. because like I had to go to a new school to go uh, yeah. in the special ed class and then... Um, it, it was just, most kids in the school were, uh, like, call me a retard. It was just, oh. um, so it became a thing where I had to, like, make those kinds of jokes about myself before anyone else could do it, because I'm like, I feel, felt like I got it out of the way. Right. And it's like, comedy is so cool because it's sort of like, and when you're, 
when you're young, it's like a button that you can always push because there's so many things that it can do. It can escalate a situation. It can make like people like back off in a way and they'll be like, oh, this person's cool, they're funny. It's like... <laughs> Yeah. To make make these people stop because I don't have uh, a certain look that they like. I don't. You right. Know, it just, this is literally all I've got. I feel like that's why, like, uh, you look at the funniest people and you're like, well, they had to become funny because otherwise they were going to crumble or something. Oh, yeah. I think you see that a lot with, like, heavier comics, too. Like, they deal with that a lot. Like, you know. I'm pretty happy, but, like, you know, people that are bigger, like, I can imagine that's the same sort of aspect. It's, like, if you point that out first, like, and some people don't need to do it. Like, I remember Ralphie May saying, like, he never did any, a whole lot of fat jokes about himself. Yeah, Ralph, Ralphie May was, yeah, because, uh, it was, well, he kind of had, um, I don't know if he was trying to be cool on stage, but he definitely had more of, like, uh, because he... Yeah, he he was a hip hop fan, so there was that to him, and uh, you know it's it's interesting the whole uh, like uh, you're familiar with uh, Matt Rife, right? Yeah, you've seen him. Like you know, everyone was sort of making a big like thing about him being attractive and like not being that funny, and then I found out that he was a like um, Ralphie was a mentor of his for many years. And that totally made sense to me with some of his material. And I was like, that made me like him a whole lot more. I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's yeah, super well, cool. And one thing I learned is he had been doing stand-up since he was like 11 or 12 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you're like, when people are like, he doesn't know what he's doing. It's like, he's literally been doing this since he was a kid. I don't know. Right. It's like, yeah, if you're doing it since you're like, yeah, you're. I think it was like 15 I heard that he did it and it's like you know that's that's just you know it and to think of like myself like you know I just came up on doing stand-up for eight years and doing comedy overall with improv for 14 it's like you know that's the one thing like I I see a lot of my friends do like uh like when they were in Texas when I was in Texas I didn't get to do Kill Tony but like I feel like if I did that like Years ago, I just wouldn't be able to do it because I'd be too shy. And now I'm like, that's not really my thing. I'm not a big Tony fan. I'm just like, I wouldn't care, like, if I didn't do well. <laughs> You're like, oh, well, I don't, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, it's almost better if you don't do well because, um, honestly, that show, the, and I'm not really the biggest fan of yeah. him either, but, like, I feel like the show is at its at least most funny is when the guy up there has no idea what he's doing and they can make fun of him. Like, that's what right. show. Yeah. So, so it's almost better don't have a good set. Like, they almost don't want you to. You know yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, I know that you were featuring for a lot of different people or, like, opening for some people. Who were they? Uh, I can't remember who they were. Uh, Oh, right, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh some other people, like Mike Racine, some, that's, uh, like, some, uh, 
Uh, a lot of them were guest spots, too, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to, like, act like it was all featured. You know what I mean? Right. Were they, um, were they, like, social with you, or was it mostly just, like, a professional thing? Like, you didn't really have much uh, contact? Um, some, some, some of it, but uh, most of it, to be honest, was just, you know, they're coming to the area, and the booker put you on the show. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, but... It's interesting because I'm at an interesting place where my stand-up, I'm not really that known for doing stand-up. I'm more known for what I'm doing on online, you know, with the memes and stuff. Right. So, like, I have, like, uh, like big-name comics who follow my meme page, but, like, they couldn't tell you what my stand-up is like. You know what I mean? Right. Do you ever feel like, obviously, you like doing the memes, but does that ever get frustrating where you feel like you're not, like, known for your stand-up? Or is that just more of something that you see as a challenge that's, like, good for you to do? Well, the thing is, like, um, at times, sure. I mean, because every performer has some insecurity, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, it's just part of it. But, like, I tell myself, I'm like, I'm lucky people enjoy anything I'm putting out there. I, like, what does it matter if it's memes or stand-up? Like, as long as you think anything I do is funny, it'd be like if a comedian who's known more as an actor was upset about that. Like, right. Like, 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 you should try to dip your toes into a bunch of different forms of like comedy or anything just so like you know you can expand your audience and stuff but like the people who have seen my stand-up like it you know for the most part so right it's not like i think i suck at stand-up but it's a thing where it's like also people see more of the memes than my stand-up you know what i mean right so that's the stuff that they've seen so like you know, I can't really complain too much about it because that's what I'm putting out there. Bro. Right. And it can be so tough, like, to figure out what you're going to put out. Like, you know, it's very tough to put out your stand-up because, like, you don't you don't want people to, like, see your best bits and then only see that. And then if they come see you, it's like they saw all your stuff. So it's like, yeah, you know. And, and also it's a thing where um, I noticed with stand-up clips... People aren't really putting out their stand-up. They're putting out, like, crowd work. Stuff, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where, um, speak, it's funny when you were talking about Matt Rice because, like, he blew up from that. I yeah. Like a bunch of comics who don't really know how to do crowd work are trying to, like... Yeah. I have such a bad, uh, I have a bad, um, like, relationship with crowd work. Where, like, I can do it, but, like, I don't like it, and I don't really like it so much because it's such a weird thing it's like it sort of is like uh counterproductive to me it's like we don't want people to heckle and then the most popular thing is like crowd interaction on tiktok and i feel like unless you go see a certain comic like people are just going to be disappointed if they go see stand-up it's like and that's not what i think it's about i think you know obviously you should make the room comfortable but It's a lot of, like, people just asking questions that go nowhere. Right. Or, like, you know, they'll just be like, they'll end with a shitty dick joke. Right. Just kind of try to save it. And um, it's also making audience members come come to shows, like, thinking it's 
it's more about them. And it's like, on, as an audience, you already have the most important part in comedy. Like, we right. have to depend on you. We have to depend on you to laugh. It's like, that's all you need. And Yeah, and, and they think they have to now engage with every comedian, not realizing right. that I'm autistic. I don't want to... Like, talk to <laughs> right, exactly. Same. Uh, you know it's like, yeah. And also, like, to me, I kind of get, like, I don't know if it's, like, cocky or whatever. But I'm like, I've been working on this material for literally eight years. Like, I want to do my set that I've worked on for so many years and been trying to craft. And, like, you know, that's what I sort of rely myself on is I know... I'm not as strong as a joke writer as I want to be, but that's what I do. I like to write jokes and I like to make people laugh from them. So it's never been my strong suit to like talk to the audience. I'm just like. Yeah, yeah. yeah and any question I ask during my set, it's just a segue. Into yeah, it's a segue into, into your stuff. It's like, okay, this is a way to get into it. And yeah, yeah it's. It's a tough thing, but, like, being able to do do it, I think, is, like, also a skill that I need to learn to do better. But it's just, like, that and that and hosting are two things that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not great with. Is, uh, oh, yeah, hosting is, you know, what makes it the hardest part in comedy is you almost have to be the first one to go, all right, I'm going to bomb. Right. First. Yeah. Hopefully by the time, like, the second comic goes up, the crowd will be warmed up and ready to laugh. Like, that's really what hosting Right. Is. It's, like, the same problem with going first. I always, like, it always reminds me of, like, The Office. It's, like, you're the assistant manager to the host. You're, like, oh, shit, I got to continue this. I like to go on, like, third or fourth. It's, like, fine for me. I'm, like, okay. Like, the room is set. I can, I can figure out what to do. And... What the crowd is like and what everything is like. And I think that's one thing I've been talking about recently on the podcast, too, is once you've been doing comedy a lot is uh, you get less afraid of audiences because you meet audiences. Like, you don't want to blame every audience that they're bad, but, like, sometimes you'll just get bad people in the audience. And you're just like, oh, I don't care that I didn't make them laugh. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's a weird thing where you're like, you don't have any respect for the audience. Yeah. So you're like, you almost want to bomb. You almost want to bomb. You're like, yeah. You're like, am I an asshole like that? They related to my ideas. Am I an asshole? Right. It's like, you know, that's the way that, but I think that just happens with us. We're just like, you you find your core audience of what people like, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go into that. And to me, my thing that I always, I always break the ice with, as I mentioned, that I don't have stage fright, but I have social anxiety. And that sort of explains everything for me to have leeway. Because the best thing, the really one thing that people want, and it's fake it until you make it, is they just want to know that you can do it. They just want to know that you're comfortable doing it. Like, as long as, yeah. as, long as they know that you can, in their back of their minds, like, okay, this person is a comedian. They have experience. Though they're... They're more open to. It's interesting because you would see a comedian like Mitch Hedberg, and you would have to wear sunglasses because yeah. you might look at people, and like it, it, it's kind of a weird thing where it's like, um, like I try to do that with my material where I make it clear I have autism and like 
some like anxiety type stuff just right. because um, in, in a way but I still have to sort of act confident enough that I belong on stage oh so yeah for sure it's a weird combination of things that you have to like figure out how to make it all work right and uh so um how many how long are you usually doing like time wise now is it like uh i think yeah about nine years i'm pretty sure it's nine years yeah because i started in like 2014 oh wow yeah yeah so uh yeah it, it's it's it, it doesn't feel like nine years you know what i mean because right it goes by so fast yeah, you're like, I still don't know that much about yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> it's, it's weird. And that's what been one of the most interesting things to me is being able to have a lot of people on the podcast that are like a couple people that are headliners and stuff is like they they don't view it. A lot of them don't view it in the same way that we view it. We kind of like separate people. We're kind of like, oh, this person's a headliner. This person's... Th- this yeah. so it's that a lot of established comedians don't feel that way they feel just as insecure as we do like oh yeah like you know what's crazy is uh i talked to like a few big name comics or like yeah they, they're like famous you know yeah so it's like i talked to them and they're they're like uh they're the ones without the ego if that makes sense because yeah like to me I find the biggest egos are like a local guy who books a bar show. Oh, like yeah. He thinks he's the complete king. Right. You know, and it's, it's kind of a weird thing where it's like, yeah, it's kind of what you were saying. They're like insecure, but it, maybe it's because they've accomplished stuff. So it's right. like not, they don't feel the need to flex that stuff as much, maybe. Also, I think with a lot of more established comedians like the ones that I've met that are really nice is they've been through all the crap that we've been through so like they understand that they have empathy and sympathy for everyone they're like like oh yeah I've been through shitty crowds and you know going to shows and just like shows that didn't go well and like you know so much experience they're like okay this is like one of the nicest people that I had on was uh do you know uh, of uh, Gianmarco Cerezzi? Uh, I've heard the name. Yeah, he when I when I had him on, uh, it was he was just like blowing up, and I just had him on, and he was doing a movie with Billy Crystal, and then the the week after he was on my podcast, his yeah, uh, I didn't know him. Yeah. his. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's super sweet. Yeah. But, like, he's been so cool, like, to me. And that was, like, one of the coolest things to me, to have him on and be, like... And he was just so cool. And it's, like, that's been... That's been great, just to see people just... Just do that. And it's, like, cool just to see him, like, keep on doing stuff. It's, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's a thing where, um... That's why I'm trying to, like, kind of, like... I, I say to myself, I'm what, like, I, it's weird for me because I'm in a position where um, I don't know what it is, but I think memes are uh, that's something that didn't exist really 
were before, you know what I mean? Where right. like, comics, you would get traction from like TV appearances or movies or like right. a, a late night set or what, whatever it was. But now it's like, um, it's a thing where like, now you just have to start an Instagram account or, or something. And then maybe you, you know, it's just kind of a different thing where... Um, you're kind of creating your own opportunities now. Right. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. You always talk about how, like, I don't know if this is really what happens, but, like, I like the doing the in-depth, like, stuff about comedy is always, always, uh, always good to me. Yeah. Like, I always, I always love that. scene that always reminds me of comedy is like whenever I talk about like open mics I always mention like if you bring a friend to an open mic it's a lot like have you ever seen the movie Dodgeball before? Yeah. Yeah. It's always like the scene where they have the really weird coach come in and he's like is he weird? It's like no and then he acts all weird and odd and he's like well not weird for us. <laughs> That's the way that open mics are for us. We're like you could bring a friend and they'd be like, oh, this was terrible. And then you'd be like, no, you should have been here two weeks ago, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, but it's, it's so cool that you have that, like, and how, do you have, like, over 100 memes now? Like, do you think? Uh, yeah, I made a lot. Mm -hmm. I've made a lot of memes. I don't know the exact number. How many, like, a week do you usually put out or try to, like? Well, I put out a lot. I'll be honest. A lot of times what I like to do, too, is repost shit. You know what I mean? That yeah. Way, just, even if I don't have any ideas that day, I'm still putting stuff out. You know what I mean? Right. Even if it's old. Right. It's always new to somebody. It's always new to somebody. And it's like you just have it in the chamber. You're like, okay, this is, this works for now. Yeah, it, it just, uh, but I try, I, I, I realize I make a lot of memes while doing that, so I don't feel as bad putting old stuff out, you know what I mean? Right, and there's always, like, there's always new images and new, like, uh, like, common pop culture to probably grab from, that you're like, okay, I can add this, probably, that you had an idea for or did before, and be like, oh, I can put it in this, in this setting for this meme. Yeah. Usually the memes that do really well, though, are the ones where I'm just not thinking about it at all. I just, like, mm -hmm. you know, I just put it together in, like, two minutes. Like, I feel like any, if I'm staring at an image for, like, more than a, a few minutes trying to think of a joke, usually it's not going to be a very good meme. That makes sense. It's like you want to put, like, also, that's the same way I feel like comedy is, like, your just first idea, like, if you're confident about it, you're like, oh, this is just a usual joke. It usually works. It's like, if you get too in your head about stuff sometimes, it can be, like, detrimental. Be like, oh, okay. Yeah, and, you know, 
weird for me because I'm very, it, my stuff's very niche, like, because I'm meaning about stand-up comedy stuff, but, like, right. a lot of my friends, like, Mike Fellows, he, he's, like, able to meme about, like, all sorts of, he gets his feet in all sort of different kinds of meme pools because he's able to do more diverse kinds of subjects in his memes, where it's, me, I kind of like to stay in my own lane you know, with, with the means where it's just, it's kind of consistently about stand-up comedy, you know? Right. But I think it's great because also, like, it, it kind of gives in depth to what we do, and, you know, it's like, it's really great. And I just think that's cool that you've gotten this thing that you're doing and just giving you a lot of attention to work with. And it's like, okay, this is something that you can do. Uh, have you, um... Have you performed in any other states besides, uh, like, Florida? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm back in Maryland, so I, I've, I've been doing some local stuff up here. I'm mm-hmm. trying to, like, really get a good 20 minutes or 25 minutes. So, like, when I'm, if I'm, if, when the opportunity comes to do more featuring stuff, it, it'll, it'll be, like, I, I'm not trying to fill the time you know what i mean right like, just the time i'll just have it like, you you'll know. just have the yeah that's what i feel it's like you have you have the set that you can just do and my only thing that i always have to remember is it doesn't always have to be in order like it's actually good if you if you put some stuff in different places and you're like i always start from this place but maybe i should start from the end of my set that i usually do in the beginning it's like it's interesting when you, uh, like, um, you kind of sh- shift gears a little bit in your set, and you talk about some things that are different than what you've been talking about. Right. But then you can kind of bookend it with what you were talking about before. And for whatever reason, I find that that's, like, actually, like, those are the sets that feel like, like, uh, the most cohesive for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I do a lot of, I do quite a few, uh, like, references, like, music references and stuff in my, in my comedy. Do you have any of that in your material where you use a little bit of, like, pop culture stuff, or? Uh, I, I, uh, here and there, but what I find is, if I'm doing a reference, I want to make sure it's a reference that isn't too much of a deep cut. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I feel like even, you know, it's like you want a joke that's going to be strong uh, because it's funny, you know, and and I find if it's a reference where I have to explain what it is too much, it kind of ruins the momentum of the joke. Right. I always feel like, like, if you just reference it and it's not like a big deal, like, people who get it will get it, and then it's like, okay, that's... That's good. But it doesn't, like, fully have to have to rely on the joke. It's like... Uh, but, yeah, it, it's always fun to have that. So, uh, how many times a week are you usually getting out to do comedy? Um, well, last year I wasn't really doing much of it at all. Like, I was just kind of focusing on my needs. But now I'm doing it a lot more consistently. Like, um... Last week, I did, like, two sets that week, so I'm trying to, like, get on a track where I'm doing it more consistently because 
I find that I'm consistently doing it. Like I, I feel a lot stronger than when I am like doing it here and there because you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. It's like also you don't want to do it too much because there is that where you have to live life in between comedy. You have to find out like you have to go through experiences and like that's the thing with me is like I don't I'm not a very like active person or like go out in public as much as I should. But it's like whenever I do, I'll always get into like a shenanigans to <laughs> to um <laughs> to to that to my jokes. It's like okay. And, like, yeah. I'll just have something that happens to me, and I'll just be like, okay, well, you know, I can get through this, and then whatever it is, I can just find something funny from it. Yeah, like, um, when I was in Florida, just being there, I got a new joke. Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. Like, um, when you're out living your life, you're observing shit. Yeah. So it makes, it makes you, like, write jokes. Like, right. Like, that's why you do have to take a break and actually go try to experience life because then, you know, um, not that you should just live your life going, I'm going to get good stand-up joke out of this. Right. <laughs> no, I mean, I know I know a few people who do this, but it's like, I know a lot of people who, like, they party a whole lot just to get that, like, effect. It's like, I don't think that's very healthy to be like. <laughs> like <laughs> they'll be like... Sure, the machine type story. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're just doing crack now, and that's going to ruin your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they, they think, um, like, I'm torture, man. I'm, I'm doing drugs like Greg Geraldo. Greg Geraldo was like a Harvard lawyer. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know what's actually interesting about uh, Greg Geraldo is uh, his son does comedy now. In New York, yeah. I think I've seen that Yeah, yeah. I heard he's. I haven't met him, but my my roommate, who who's a comedian, has seen him a lot, and uh, he's a nice guy, but and he's great. It's just like the thing that's bad is he has so much pressure to live up to with his yeah. dad being yeah, that, who he is. That's something because Greg Gerlando was like one of my first like uh, favorite comedians. I remember like. You know, I, I, I was probably in fifth grade when, like, top crowd came on. Right. Reason, at that point in my life, that show resonated with me. I don't know what it was um, about it, but, like, uh, he was on there a lot, and, like, and then he had a Comedy Central Presents that I used to always see on. Right. When I would watch Comedy Central, so it's like, it's interesting because it was him, it was, like, Jim Gaffigan and Nick Swartzen. Oh, yeah. That's such, like, those were people that, like, oh, yeah. Nick Swartzen is one of the most underrated stand-ups, I think, today. Like, he gets a lot of shit for how bad his acting is, but, like, in stand-up, he's, like, bulletproof. Yeah, um, um, I had a friend who saw him with, um, Adam Sandler, Rob Schneider, I think, um, I don't know if Norm was on it, mm-hmm. but it was, like, they were toured and stand-up, and he said Nick Swartzen was the best actor, overall stand-up. Yeah, that makes sense. Because he's the one that's, like, been doing it consistently. And another guy who I think is in that, like, class of their friends 
is uh, Spade. David Spade is a really great stand-up, too. And... Yeah, it's just a thing where, yeah, Nick Schwartz and I, I remember, um, it, it, and this was Oh, that's that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. I love his uh, so many bits of his, especially during that special, the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> joke and uh yeah it's it's always cool like to me what was sort of before I got really into stand-up like I really got into it pretty late like when I was like 15 16 because of uh just having more avenues to watch it once there was like HBO and Showtime it was like I could see people like Louis Louis C.K. and Bill Burr and stuff because when I was a teenager like a lot younger uh, the only comedians that were, like, showcased on uh, Comedy Central were Gabriel Iglesias, Dane Cook, and uh, Jeff Dunham. Those were the three. <laughs> so yeah. it was, like, tough for me to, like, get into stand-up. And then once I saw, like, Bo Burnham and people like that, and, like, just as comedy got more, like, mainstream, I just came... Yeah. Yeah, it's silly and bombastic and like Yeah. There is and he is an underrated like I think a lot of his stuff, like some of his yeah. stuff, he's very underrated as a comedy writer with some of his jokes. So it's like he just sort of has that hidden a little bit. Right. That's how I feel with uh, Eddie Murphy. It's like, I'm not a huge fan of his stand-up, but, like, I've always thought, like, his presentation and everything that he's made himself look like and do on stage and all the mannerisms, it's like, that's, that's great. Right. It's like being like cook all over again. Yeah. It's like, we have to pretend he's not talented because girls like him. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's like a thing where um, he's, he's good at what he's doing, you know? You may not right. like it. You may not want to even do it yourself, but you can't say he's not good at what he's doing, you know? Right. And we all have different styles. Like, I think one of the cool things about comedy that I've sort of seen nowadays is because there's so many comedians, like, the different archetypes and, like, types of people that there are, you're just going to find a comedian who is who fits your niche of your personality and of what you, you sort of go through. If you're a shy person and you see a shyer comedian, you're going to relate to them. So, like, people that have, like, 
Yeah. You know, it's kind of, you know, interesting. I, I kind of saw this a lot with uh, other comedians that have autism is a lot of them like try to be the one comedian that like is the number one autistic comedian. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like no, there's like six of us, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 The only person who. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at Dave Patel's jokes, like, they're just. They're so odd and next level that if you try to be like that, you're just going to come off as a pale. Yeah. Imitation. That's kind of my my criticism of, uh, like, I like him a lot as a comedian, but, like, Sam Morrow, I see a lot of that, where he does a lot of the tell, like, type of mannerisms and stuff, and I'm like, I can see that. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, yeah, I, I like Sam Morrow. Um, I actually thought his Netflix special was really good. Oh, yeah, great. And, like, those three guys, like, it's always cool to me, like, the one thing that's cool to me in comedy is the friendships that you see that people, like, you'll see, like, three comedians who are friends. Like, when I saw, like, Mike Birbiglia, it was cool because, like, same thing when I saw Mulaney. It's like, he's friends with Mike Birbiglia. He's friends with, like, uh, Nick Kroll. And then you see, like, uh, and then you see, like, Sam Morrill. He's friends with, like, Mark Norman and Joe List. And it's, like, cool. They kind of have, like, their, their group of people that they're friends with. I think that's a big thing with like uh I know that's a huge thing with Joe Rogan. Is like I hear his stuff is really good now, but like because he's just been at the comedy store just you know working out for like so long, but like it still is the same effect. Like a lot of people will go see him and it'll be like kind of disappointing to them, but they like him from his podcast. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a hard thing because we just realized like, oh, that's just not for us. And I think that's one of the things like that you just have to learn. And it can be so tough because like, we kind of, like, I don't know how you feel this way, like, about opportunities. It's always tough. You're like, you always want more opportunities to do stuff. And to me, I always just want to be like, like, I have no intention of being super-duper famous from stand-up. I just want to be, like, respected by my peers enough that I can keep doing it forever. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a thing where um, I'm in a weird position where, uh, I don't know, I kind of feel like sometimes making news about stand-up comedy is good. Mm -hmm. I also feel like it has some things where, um, let's say, like, I make a meme and it hits on something 
a comic does, and then they think, like, I'm an asshole. For right. Out. You know or mean? they think, do they ever think, like, people, like, it's a specific thing targeted towards them? Do you ever have to, like, go to them and be like, no, this is about, like, something everyone does, not something specifically. Yeah, this is about the culture as a whole. You're <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be a hard thing to say. Just... Yeah, I, 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 I picture you saying that, thinking I like smoothed over their problem. <laughs> right, it's like, oh, I didn't think I was a hack. <laughs> That's a thing to happen. <laughs> I just thought that I did this. I just thought that I humped the stool. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> People do that too. <laughs> I never understood that. <laughs> that is very funny. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love being able to do that. Like, that's the one thing I was happy to do during this podcast because I always have such a problem with it is personally is that I'll have a lot of people on the podcast because it's all like I interview mostly comedians and I always want always get worried that episodes aren't that funny because it's just we're more talking about like in depth about comedy and their life so I really love when people are able to showcase their sense of humor like you've been able to do so I think that's great yeah it's a thing where um, uh, I also think like there's a fine line between being funny on a podcast thinking everything has to be a singer. Right. You know, um, I like natural conversation. Yeah, me too. If it, if it sets up where I can make a joke, then great. But, like, I think you should try to force, because if you keep forcing your jokes into a conversation, it becomes, like, shtick. Yeah. Much, you know? It's it's also, like, it's something that, yeah, it's also something given, like, you know, a lot. I know a lot of people have an issue. Like, I don't mind it. Like, it gets annoying sometimes when people say, oh, you're a comedian, tell me a joke. It's like, I always kind of use, like, <laughs> like loopholes of, like, oh, I don't have to tell them my joke. I can just tell them a shitty street joke, <laughs> and <laughs> that'll be fine. You know embarrassing? They'll be like, that's good. Right. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. Or, or I just talk about comedy in a way that makes them back away slowly. I'm <laughs> just like... I'm really working on this bit now. It's kind of working. It's not. It's like, I get really nerdy about it. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to talk to this psychopath. Yeah, you just like tell them an old joke from like an evening of the improv in the 80s or something. Right. And they're like, wow. Right. Because it's new to them. They haven't heard it. Right. Um, is your family still very supportive of you doing comedy and everything? Right. It gives you something to fill your time with and it really gives you something to work towards. Yeah. And it's sure. yeah. I think it's a great thing like to really it's it's a shame that when you're growing up you don't really think of it as a possible job or a possible thing you can even do like in life like if you had told me like as a kid that it was like a little kid that i'd be doing stand-up i don't think i would have believed it. 
that. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting because, like, again, if you were to tell me, like, there would be, like, comedians I kind of know, like, uh, my name and stuff. Yeah. Again, it, it, it's from memes, but it's still, it's still something. That it's still something involved in the, in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's cool, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because you're, like, you know, I was just, like, a shy, autistic kid who, you know what I mean, I just, like, if I was ever at a school dance or something, I'd be at a table by myself upset that my mom forced me to go to it, you know? Right. And uh, it's just kind of a thing where, like, I'm kind of grateful for uh, the internet because it it gives me a chance to put stuff out and I can still kind of, you know, be in my comfort zone. Right. And the really cool thing is also being able to just find those people, those comedians that are like, Okay, you're on the same wavelength with like, like Keith Brezza. Yeah. It's like, that is so cool. Like, just to, to see him and how nice he's been to both of us. It's like, it's like amazing. Yeah, it, it, it's something that makes you kind of like, uh, it, it, it's something that encourages you to keep going. Because, yeah. Uh, otherwise, like, if you just, if you're just getting feedback from the comedians you're in your local scene with. Yeah. Um, there's no way to really know if you're that good. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's just kind of like um, you're comparing yourself to the other local guys. Right? Oh, yeah. So it, it's just something that, it's just harder to gauge. Yeah. They're really that fun from that, you know? Yeah. And the tough thing with comedy is, like, we want... I always feel like we want a challenge. Like, I want a challenge. Like, if if I'm going to a mic too often, I'm like, this is getting too easy. And not in, like, a cocky way. It's like, I'm falling into the same patterns, the same, like, things all the time. It's sort of on autopilot. I gotta go somewhere to be, like, under pressure a little bit, where it's like, okay, this audience doesn't know me. Now I have to start from scratch again. something where um that's why you're lucky if you're able to just kind of do all kinds of different things in comedy because that way right. you, you, you become more uh, um, aware of what you're doing and, and you can actually gauge it a lot better than yeah you just kind of stay neutral in one area you know what i mean yeah for sure i mean having so many different avenues is great uh it's i see so many people do like I have so many friends that do like sketch comedy and I'm so envious of that because I've done a little bit, but it's, it's tough. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's a whole, it's a whole process. I have a friend who does, who does it. And I did one thing with him and it was like, it was like athletically draining. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> I never, I never, <laughs> I never put that into effect, but yeah. Yeah. Sketch comedy is one of those things where, um, actually, yeah, I liked that before stand-up because uh, when I was a kid, like, I, you know, I, like, remember watching Saturday Night Live reruns, you know, it's like uh, Chris Farley, that that stuff, and um, then, you know, uh, I I became a big fan of, like, John Candy and stuff, and then I, like, discovered SCTV. Oh, yeah. and, And that, to me, is, like, 
Oh yeah, it's like an underrated gym because it's like it's a Canadian show, so people don't know about it, and it's like it, you look at so many stars that were on it. You're like, oh wow. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Uh, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, like seeing that she was on that was like interesting to me. I was like, I only know her from like Home Alone. It's like, oh wow, she's actually started there. Oh yeah, it's always cool when you see like who started where and where they've ended up, and it's just like you realize there's a place for everyone, and I think that's one of the coolest things about comedy and like the entertainment world is there's just there's an avenue for anyone to do anything. Yeah, that, and that's why I try to even if there's like a kind of comedy that isn't for me or a comedian that maybe isn't my thing, I still go, you know, it, it's something for somebody who enjoys it. That's right. Like, you know what I mean? For them. You know, it, it's something where it's like, I'm not going to take away what 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 people enjoy. Um, You know, the one thing, though, with comedy is like, um, I feel like there's a lot of like, actors who maybe they got canceled or right. something happened where um their career is in the toilet and they go oh i can i should do stand-up now <laughs> right well i think it's so enticing because like as an actor i think a lot of people when they start out it's kind of similar to stand-up in a way where like you're going to auditions you're doing monologues it's kind of similar and then you're like oh i can just you, you kind of try and shift. But the thing is, like, it's different. It's a different audience each time. And yeah. also, comedians are, <laughs> you know, comedians are territorial in a way. And, like, yeah. it's it's a hard thing. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have the right to try stand-up. You right. Do whatever you want. I'm just saying it's something where it's just a hard thing to do. Like, very few people have done it that way. Yeah. And great comedians, you know, um, like, um, I just watch, like, I, I, I watch, like, all those dark side of comedies recently, mm-hmm. and there's one about Dustin Diamond, yeah. and, uh, somebody who, I was like, he was not very good at stand-up, but then I watched, like, and it really went into depth about the things he went through in his childhood before he got saved by the bell, like, yeah. he got a brother syndrome and a heart condition who like never learned how to walk oh. and he like died when he was like eight years old or something and then you see stuff like that and you're like well even if i'm not a fan of what they're doing on stage he's still you know um i have sympathy for for that and then you know when he was a kid he was good at screech i mean that's an iconic yeah yeah he he was a good character and a good actor with that and it's just, you think about it back then, it's just so tough because I think nowadays we have so much more, we just have so much more control. That's why I think it's great with, you know, you look at TikTok, you look at Instagram and everything, and especially what you're doing, like, it was easier to be pigeonholed back then of like, oh, you're this one thing. It's like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely a thing where it's like, um, he was going to have a rough time shaking that too, because he played it for so long too. Right. I think like he did the spinoff shows 
Yeah. It, it just became a thing. Well, where, um, and then he resented that, and he started like going on reality TV shows, acting right. like an asshole. Yeah. Making a book, that book he wrote, and then I was just like, um, you know, but then he was funny, but if they have a sad story or something, I'm like, all right, I can have sympathy for you. you yeah, know uh, you know, it's it's interesting that you mentioned that. Like, I see that nowadays so much. There's a lot of there's a lot of actors from uh, like Disney Channel and like Nickelodeon now who have podcasts about their their show, and they're never able to get the major like stars on to do the podcast with them. And even, like, they'll not even be able to get some people on. It's like, you know, it's weird. We like to think, we like when we see, like, a sitcom or a show, we like to think they all get along and, like, they're all friends. And then you realize, no, it's just like working at Hot Topic together. They're just, like, they're not, like, they're not friends. weren't friends. That was a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was like, okay, that's kind of. But it's it's like you figure that out. It's like, oh yeah, it was just a job. <laughs> it's like yeah. Did you realize like Josh Pack um, was like he was like a three hundred pound yeah kid. So it's like he probably didn't fit in with Drake. Like they were two different people, you know. Yeah. And um, it's it's a thing where it's like um, they have great chemistry as friends on the show. But yeah. It doesn't mean they're friends in real life. You know, it just means they're very gifted performers. Right. But it can be, I know it can be tough for people because it's like, you feel like you've formed these friendships and it's like, you know. Um, yeah, it's always interesting. Like, I've never had any inclination to ever be an actor. I've done some stuff, but like some local theater stuff and I did an acting class in college. That was like my first dream. Oh, really? Was, uh, I always wanted to be a performer of some sort, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have even thought about trying to become a stand-up comedian because I'm like, that is too much. It's just you by yourself. It looks... Right. It, look, it looks too... Like, I, I thought with acting, it's because it's collaborative, so that kind mm-hmm. of was like something that was like... I was I, I was interested in, you know, and um, I was a big movie fan, and I was like, I want to be in movies. Like, these people, you know what I mean? Right. Have you ever done anything, like, close to... Um, in, in high school, like, you'd, like, plays and stuff, I can, it's like the same thing for me with like screenwriting. Like I wanted to be a screenwriter and then like my grammar was never at the level I wanted to be. And it was just like, I never, I never could get into it as much as I thought I would like it. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a good thing that I found standup because like, I just, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I didn't have anything. Like I always thought the people who had stuff going on, as, like, when I was in middle school and high school, they would just do that. I always thought, oh, all the kids that play baseball are going to end up playing professional baseball. <laughs> because that, yeah. that are, you know. Yeah, then, then I wanted to be a professional wrestler. But, but yeah. I, I also knew deep down that I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but then I thought like it'd be cool if you could be like a like mean gene or something. Oh yeah, someone like an announcer or something, like a manager yeah, like Oh yeah. That could always be really fun. Especially as like a comedian, you always think like you know, you go out and you think, you know, you wouldn't crumble. Like that's the thing that's like like interesting. You're like, okay, I can handle being front in front of a crowd. And that sort of makes you realize like with it that oh, I can get a certain amount of audience attention. But yeah, it's it's always interesting to think that. Like I I was never applied good enough to do that, but I always loved, you know, especially early on, like watching wrestling and stuff and like still watching old school stuff is always fun. Like Yeah. It's always cool yeah, for then, that. Then like it's weird because you can get influenced by like those guys. Where right. Like, like where it's like I don't know, Brian Pillman would be an interesting influence on you as a comedian. Or oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> what I about what was doing was he he started using the insider terms in his promo. Yeah. Like like before him I don't think anyone was doing that kind of stuff. He like, this is a shoe. You know? Right. Like shit like that. Where it's like it's like this is a work, you know? It's right. just like he he was kind of like um you know, he was a loose cannon, like his nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you know, I think people you know, Deadpool characters and like people like that. It's like, oh, he's so cool. But um, yeah. Uh, so, do you have any upcoming shows or anything that you're sort of working on? Um. Uh. Yeah. I. I. I think I have some like shows for next month. I don't like know <laughs> the names of them yet. Right. Um, yeah. But but yeah, and and I'm I'm tra- working on getting some stuff together. I, I, I'm planning on doing a show here in November with uh, Mike Fellows. Oh, uh, great, yeah. Mind Shane, Bertrand, like all the uh, different like meaners and stuff. Right, uh, that's great. That's super cool. Up, you know what I mean? That's super and, cool. Um, you can have sort of like a collective unit of people that do that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it, it, it kind of makes it uh, where like you have it's it, like we were talking about before where it feels like you have a group of friends yeah yeah it's always cool so all your stuff is uh kurt ryan comedy right on yeah, uh, instagram kurt and everything ryan comedy underscore on uh instagram um uh i don't know uh I, i'm kind of sick of facebook mm-hmm. this week because everything is about jason Aldean. oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. I posted memes, like making fun of them, or like shared memes making fun of them. And people are giving me their real opinions on Jason Aldean. I do not care about No, it's like, no, I don't. That's annoying because it's like, no, I don't care about that. That's one of the fun. I just to post memes, like share memes I thought were fun. That's that's it. Yeah. As far as I go, that's what on the subject you'll get from me. Yeah. There's not really a real, like, substance after jokes are done you sort of like it's laugh or don't laugh it's like there's no like yeah. debate corner with with jokes yeah i'm just not a political person I right don't care. too yeah that's a big thing too yeah if it was a meme 
Right. Because it's also, it, it all comes from perspective. It's like, okay. It's like, you can see the funny in everything. You know, I think that's one of the great skills to have is no matter what sort of side you're on or opinion you have, you have to look at things from all perspectives and be like, okay, this is funny. You can lighten up. This is, you know, something that is valid in comedy. Yeah. Um, sure. so, uh, yeah, it, it's great to talk to you again and have you on. That was really great. I'm glad that you were able to do this and, uh, yeah, I'll definitely have to have you on again if anything, you know, big happens and anything you want to come on again. Well, any, any time. Um, that, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I don't always do a whole lot of podcasts, but every time I do, I always have a good time and I do do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just great, like, you know, it's the one thing that I always wish, like, with you and a few other people is, like, I'd love to meet you in real life because, like, it would just be super cool, <laughs> like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's interesting because um, you form these weird bonds with people on the internet that you've never met in real life. That's why the first time I met Mike Barrow, it was kind of like, um, it, it didn't feel that weird because it felt like I already knew him. Right. Kind of a thing where you, you sit back and you go, we've only interacted on Facebook and yeah. stuff like that. And now we're you know we're hanging out, and, and now it's like you know we we, we shared like uh, time with each other in real life, so it it it, it kind of just you know strengthens strengthens the friendship a bit. But wow. it's weird to think about there's people you have these intense relationships with. But you've never actually met them in real life. Yeah. It's just odd. It is. But it's one of the things that, like, makes comedy, I think, so cool to me is if I end up going anywhere, it's like, oh, I can just, like, if I went to, like, Maryland area, I could see you. If I went, like, to yeah. Portland, I could see, like, Cody Webb. It's like, you have those those things. Like, you have those opportunities of, like, okay, I know certain people in this area. <laughs> it makes it less like scary i would think to to branch out be like yeah but um thank you so much for doing this and uh i hope you have a, a nice rest of your weekend and stuff uh oh yeah you too all right uh i'll talk to you later uh, all right thanks. bye, bye. bye.